It's time for the Juice Box Junkies, an independent Houston Astros podcast. All Astros, all the time. Astros news, analysis, and opinions right here on the Juice Box Junkies. Right, episode 12 of the Juice Box Junkies is live. Of course, when the listeners hear it, it won't be live, but we are live talking Christian Espinosa in Seattle, Washington. Christian, how's it going today? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. And uh, congratulations. I think since the last time you were on this podcast, you got married. So I did. I flew, we flew back to Colorado and uh, it tied the knot. So yeah, I'm a, officially a married man now. Cool. Taking off the market. That's also, <laughs> also with us is the unseen Matt Kunkel. Matt's on the road, I'm assuming. Are you in the Dallas uh, Metroplex area, Matt? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually rolling up. I was supposed to golf a little earlier today, but the tee time got moved back. So uh, I'm just rolling up to you know, strike a few balls, get my, uh, get my Astro stress out. There you go. There you go. Speaking of Astros stress, there's been some over the first 12 games of the season. The Astros are six and six. Now we laughed at the angels in that first series when uh, their Artie Moreno said the Astros and angels were close and closer than maybe expected. They look not, I won't say tough, but the angels look pretty decent and took two out of three from Houston, but more than the angels looking decent, the Astros don't look like a playoff team to me, and they certainly don't look like a, a world championship team. Now, we can start anywhere you guys want to, but Christian, kind of your just general thoughts on the first 12 games of the season and how it's played out for Houston. Well, I think we have to keep in mind it is April. So, I mean, it's early. A lot can happen. I mean, this Angels team we've been talking about being a juggernaut for – I don't know, since 2015, I guess, at this point. And really, uh, Mike Trout's already hurt. So, <laughs> like, it's, uh, you so know, it, it, it's like, yeah, their best player. So I'm not really, like, freaking out. I think we even said on this podcast right before the season starts, if we could get through this first month as 500 baseball, that would be doing decent. And so, yes, I think there's certainly a lot of issues and things to address from lineup composition to some of the rotational issues that the rotation is having. Uh, but generally, I mean, there's some there some really nice bright spots. I mean, Jeremy Pena is, I mean, 30 games above high A ball, and this is what we get. I mean, this this guy is poised to be a star, which is, I mean, blows, blows my mind. And you know, I, I play dynasty fantasy baseball. I've been I watch minor leaguers from you know the second they graduate high school to when they they enter into the into the professional league levels, and and I never could have projected Pena to be quite quite the player that he is at this particular moment. So I think if you need, if you had me to pick out a bright spot, there it is, right there, Jeremy Pena. But yeah, I'm not, nothing to freak out about. I mean, we're we're sitting fourth in the division. The A's aren't going to hold up. Uh, Mariners look pretty tough and angels I, you know they're going to be tough as well but they've got to prove that they can stay healthy so no no major concerns quite yet 
Well, it is the regular season, so Mike Trout being injured is an annual tradition, right? Um, the Angels haven't been above. They're the only team in Major League Baseball that hasn't been above 500 since 2015, I believe, as you mentioned that that year. Matt Conkle is, is is one of the people who said it was going to be a tough April for the Astros, if I remember correctly. Matt, your take on the first 12 games. Yeah, I, you know, I, I mentioned before um, on an earlier pod, uh, the first month's going to be tough, a lot of games on the road. Hey, let's just just make sure you're not out of the running um, by the end of April. Um, and you know, they're not. I, I think it's going to be a, a pretty tight race, especially the first couple of months. I would say if I just look at the outcomes and seeing, seeing six and six, I'd be kind of, you know, eh, pleasantly surprised or, or pleasantly, pleas- unpleasantly surprised, but okay <laughs> with uh, where where they are. Um I, I'm a little more concerned about the product I'm seeing on the field. Um, you know, our our top six hitters, I should say our top six players, all-stars, offensively combining for like a 190 batting average isn't ideal, but hey, sample size theater, 12 games. We, we, can, we can go crazy over a bad sample size and a good sample size. It's a small sample size. And I, I think the Astros have proven to everyone that over a over a long season they're going to be better than most teams so as long as they're you know hanging around uh the division lead by the end of april i'm fine yeah uh, christian and i were talking before we went uh hit record 10 uh excuse me six out of the next 10 games are against the toronto blue jays so 22 games in could still be sitting around the 500 ish mark unless they go uh, start hitting the ball for one and start pitching it, um, which we'll talk about in just a minute. One of the things I wanted to talk about were the injuries. Um, the injury bug seems to be hitting the Astros uh, a little bit. And, of course, Jose Altuve is now on the Sable list. Um, of course, Lance McCullers is out. You know, Nick's, you know, and and uh, Jordan missed a few games. They just haven't seemed to have had um, – the full lineup altogether, except for maybe one or two games. Yuli was out on paternity leave. That's not quite an injury, but um, you get where I'm going here. They haven't been. Able, they haven't had a, a full lineup except for a game or two. It seems to me, and one of the reasons for that is that Dusty Baker opted to rest players. You know, two, three, and four games into the season, which is just bizarre. I'm all for rested players. I'm kind of on the um, the Brian Dunleavy train of thought here. Now, I'm all for resting guys. You know. June, July, August, when it's 100 degrees out there and sometimes you're playing on artificial turf. Seems ridiculous to rest guys two and three games into the season. And now one of those players that was rested, Jose Altuve, is going to get rest for a couple of weeks. What do we make of the early injuries, Christian, if if anything? Is it shortened spring training? But everybody else had the same spring training. Just weird coincidences, circumstances. What's your take on the injuries early in the season? I do think it is just some some odd circumstances for sure. I mean, you look around the league, there's some some prominent players already falling short. And, and I think there's there's some some sort of fitness science that goes behind this too, where guys just aren't flat out playing 160 games a year anymore. Like it's just not gonna happen. And these some, these guys are running at like peak physical condition and you know, you look at somebody like 
Jordan Alvarez or, or you know, someone like who is like a physical specimen. I mean, it's really difficult for him to sort of, you know, you would think to maintain that. And, you know, you have Yuli Gurriel, who hasn't really missed any time with any specific injury, but, you know, he's 30, 37 years old. And, you know, some of our, our core is getting a little older. I mean, if you if you really look at it, I mean, Bregman's coming off a, a, a couple of different injuries. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I think that Dusty might be a little wise to, to, to take off some – have players take off when the games matter less, I think. Uh, I think it, I would rather see them take the time now to uh, kind of ease into it. And maybe they're still in some uh, getting into playing form or shape or whatever you want to call it. Not to say that they're like out of shape, but, you know, still trying to kind of get to get with it. You know, uh, game form, I guess, is what you would call it since the short spring. But, you know, I'd rather see, you know, if you're going to, to manage guys starts, you know, kind of get get some of those those. Uh, games rest out of the way early, let them kind of ease into it and kind of work themselves into shape. And then let's see, you know, now for <laughs> down the stretch and this is still going on. I mean, that's, that's a whole different thing. Um, but I think if you can sort of be out ahead of it, um, I, I don't mind it so much. I, I think the problem that comes with two resting guys at the rate that they are resting is that the offense isn't producing at a very, is it a, at a good rate. I mean, a team batting average, I think is it what one ninety nine or something around there. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I would love to see what a full, you know, lineup top to bottom, what we look like in the playoffs, but I just don't think that it's going to happen quite yet. Yeah. And, and uh, to play the devil's advocate on the, uh, when the games mean more, you know, they count the same in April as they do in August and September. Right. Um, so uh, just, I, I understand what you're saying. And, and to a certain degree, I agree, but when you're resting guys three days into the season and you're getting shut out, as you alluded to, it, it's, it's not a good, not a good look uh, for the team. 199 team batting average. If they were batting, you know, 267 as a team might be different. You could afford to rest Alex Bregman uh, the third game of the season. Uh, and and actually, I'm not against resting Alex Bragman with his injury from last year. I was more pointing toward Altuve, who Dusty had just said the day before never wants to rest, and then he rested him the next day. Now he's hurt, and he's going to miss the next whatever how many <laughs> ever game. So it hasn't worked out for Dusty. I understand long term. Hopefully, it does. Matt Kunkel, your take on the early rest days and um, uh, the injuries so far early in the season. Yeah, um, I. My only thought would be, I mean, Dusty just must be thinking about how an injury like last year in the playoffs, you know, losing Lance McCullers um, really took the wind out of the Astros' sails uh, to win the World Series. I, I mean, I know they were pretty close, but heck, they they lost their best pitcher. I, I don't know who's in his ear about uh, rest versus recovery. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a little strange because I mean, I don't know about you guys that, that, uh, are used to playing, uh, baseball or, or just any sports for that matter. I I think there's a rhythm to, you know, getting your three to four at bats every day and, and working towards it. And then especially on days where you have a good, you know, you put together a two, two out of four day with, with a couple doubles and then you're sitting the next day. I don't think. 
I, I don't think players are wired like that where they can just, oh, okay, I'm good. Uh, I, I need a rest. I, I think there's a rhythm to it. I'm, I'm not sure why, but if he's leaning towards uh, caution, hey, heck, the, the, our major injuries right now are Altuve, Presley, and uh, McCullers. They're all in their 30s. Maybe, maybe there's something to it. I, all I'm saying right now is, hey, if the batting average is going to hang down uh, around 200 for longer than a couple of weeks. I think Dusty needs to rethink his his rest versus uh, performance strategy. All right. Well, if anybody is going to defend Dusty Baker, it's Brian Dunleavy. Brian, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about Dusty's early early rest and the injuries that the Astros have suffered. Uh, I'm of the opinion that he rested guys a little bit early in the season. I get it. Maybe 12, 15 games in, give him a day off. Bregman, you can be more careful with for obvious reasons. But he's resting guys when his team's batting a buck 99 uh, and the offense is suffering. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing to note for all of that is he's telling guys they have the day off. You know, he's not, he's not saying – uh, hey, how you doing? You, do you need a day off? You feeling a little sore today, or you know, anything like that? I think the first time he rested uh, Altuve, he said, "Well, it was a late game, and and the game ended early, and then the next the next day the game was starting in the afternoon at like one o'clock." So I just gave him. I told him he has the next day off, and that that doesn't really speak to any kind of logical processing. I mean, that you have to go through that as a player normally, you know. Uh, so. Uh, as I saw some of the the fun fan commentary and uh, and uh, other things on Twitter, you know, talking about well, to, to try not to tell that to to guys like Cal Ripken, you know, that you need a day off. I mean, that's not going to happen, you know. So uh, I think there's benefits to resting guys like like we just talked about, like Bregman and McCullers and things like that. But I think that's that's a should be a conversation between the two of them, as opposed to just saying you have the day off tomorrow. Doesn't matter what you say, uh, you just hit two home runs. You know, too bad. Uh, you know, so I, I think that's a big difference. I'm I'm in the middle of, of writing an article. I've I've broken down all the the metrics, the data from all the games and stuff played between their pre uh, break day and their post break day, and really the biggest. Uh, thing and i know you know christian you probably uh you know chime in on this too if you're a player and you're hot and you're in a rhythm you want to you want to keep playing you want to stay in your rhythm you want to keep going you don't want to have a break or a day off or or even longer um you know just because you're a little older or you had an injury in the past you want to you want to keep going as, as much as you can until that streak is is waning a little bit and the stats that i saw the biggest number that was impacted uh, by all the breaks, post-break is power numbers. Power numbers went way down. Uh, you know, you had guys hitting one or two home runs in the first series um, and then haven't hit one since. Well, that was my joke on Twitter about Jordan Alvarez as he was rounding second on his second home run. I was like, Dusty's definitely giving Jordan the next day off. <laughs> After uh, <laughs> two home runs, he's tired from running around the bases. And here's the sad thing. Somebody said, I'm not sure if you're joking or not on Twitter. <laughs> they, they weren't sure whether I was joking or not. Uh, and neither was I, to tell you the truth. Okay, fellas, the rotation. Now, we started the preseason thinking this was a really good rotation, even without Lance McCullers. 
you know, my one of my two favorite subjects to pick on here is Christian Javier can't get into this rotation, even with Lance McCullers out. So theoretically, he's not even the sixth starter on this team. I guess he's the seventh. Uh, Jake Odorizzi has failed as a starter. Now somebody on Twitter fought back a little bit and said he felt bad for Jake. There's a couple of bad calls. I replied and said, you are correct. There were a couple of bad calls last night, but the guy hasn't gotten out of the fourth inning or the fifth inning, I think, in three starts. He's managed to complete nine innings in three starts. But more than Odorizzi, just the, uh, the starters group as a whole, there's been four games out of 12 that the game scores in the 20, including three of the last four with Jose Urquidy, uh, uh, Fromber Valdez and Jake Odorizzi. The only starter that's really on is Justin Verlander, and he looks like the 25-year-old Justin Verlander, or maybe the 22-year-old Justin Verlander that Brian faced uh, uh, in college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way, JV looks good. The rest of the guys look, yeah. And with a short bullpen without Ryan Presley, I mean, we need more from the starters, right, Christian? I mean, yeah, uh, you know, we've seen some really nice starts from, from, you know, from Garcia and, and Verlander, but I, I you know, I, everyone's concerned with Dota Rizzi, but there, there, there's flexibility there. I mean, Dusty's not going to pull the string yet. I think he's even quoted as saying like that would be the shortest leash of all time if he's doesn't give him another shot. But, uh, you know, I, I'm concerned with Odorizzi. I'm a fan. I'm not not just like a, a, an apologist. Like I've been following his career for a long time. He was a pretty, he's really effective with Tampa Bay and, and kind of found a home in Minnesota and got then got hurt and came back and got a shortened spring. So we've made all the Matt and I made all these excuses for him. But at this point, I mean, he has to go out and execute, and he's he's even worse than he was last year <laughs> somehow. So, you know, and so I don't know really what happened. Like his fastball, you know, from the eye test, I haven't I'm not, it isn't worth my time to be honest to scour baseball savant uh, to see what to, to really see what's wrong with his pitches. But from the eye test, his fastball looks pretty decent. It's just he's overthrowing all of his off-speed stuff and can't 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 locate. And if you can't locate and That's all it, you're yeah. throwing is straight fastballs down the middle, I mean, you're just going to get knocked around left and right, which is what we saw last night. And so I, I, I don't have a ton of excuses for, for Jake. He just has to go out and execute. And, you know, I'm not one of those 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 baseball fans that, that is just expecting Cy Young caliber starts every start from every guy from one through five. But Jake has to go out and, and, and at least pitch five innings. Otherwise, we, we have other options in the system. Like, I, I you know, bring, put Tyler Ivey back on the roster and, and bring him up. Like, let some young guy, you know, get those throws. Hunter Brown just struck out eight last night in Tacoma, Washington. So, so there, there's, there's some options if we're, if we're, if we're feeling desperate and, you know, I, you know, Christian Javier, I said this on the pod. I don't, I, I don't know why. I don't know the organizational reason why, but I just don't feel like he's going to ever get the start again. But it may become it push came comes to shove and, and Odorizzi can't figure this out. Like something's got to happen. Like I'm, I'm not ready to yank the, the, the chain quite yet. But like he's got to he's got to figure out how to be a little more effective. And, and like I said, no one's asking him to go out and pitch zero run ball. 
you know, go out, pitch five innings. You know, if you give up two, three runs, that's that's a winnable game for the Astros. And so, and that's all you can ask for. But if he can't even make it <laughs> there, he can't even make it out of the third inning, let alone into the fifth, you know. And so, uh, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure how to how he can fix it. Uh, it seems a little mental from the comments I saw from Jason Castro. Like, everything seemed great in warm-ups. He was throwing, and then he got into the game. It was just, like, pulling all of his breaking stuff and overthrowing. And so – I'm not really sure what it is, but somehow he's regressed even further than what he was last year. And yeah, I mean that overall, that that definitely hurts the rotation. We, there's some something has to be made, especially if Robert is going to start out the year with with kind of a, a similar slump. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where eventually the lineup you would think is going to come around. But it wouldn't have made any difference last night. He needs to give them a chance to win, as you said. We're not expecting Cy Young. Um, or Justin Verlander, we're expecting give your team a chance to win. He certainly did not do that last night. Matt Kunkel, you've been a defender. You're uh, you're up you're up against it now. Tell us about your thoughts <laughs> on Odorizzi and the rotation as a whole. He's not the only one that's struggling, but he's uh, the obvious face right now. Hey, I I expected Cy Young from Odorizzi this year, so I'm 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 really disappointed. Now I you know I I'm, I made the joke earlier uh, before the season that you know, I thought Odorizzi is going to have like a bounce back season where he goes like 14 and eight and something, and he has an ERA around three. Obviously, that looks laughable now because I I truly thought he's going to have a bounce back, but uh, you know Christian's you know he hit it on the hit the nail on the head there his. His stuff looks fine. Uh, his, his fastball looks fine. He's just he's not doing anything with his setup pitches, his secondary off-speed pitches. He's not fooling anyone. He's not reaching the plate. And uh, yeah, when when you're when you're throwing up cupcakes down the middle at, at 93 miles an hour, he's not a velocity guy. He's gonna get he's gonna get slapped around by really good hitters. I don't know at this point because. Uh, I mean, if you if you yank him after the next couple starts, if nothing changes, and you 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 put in Christian Javier, I mean, well, well, who's taking Javier's role at the moment? I, I kind of like where Javier is right now. Um, gosh, and then I I don't know I, I don't know what you would do because I I think if you pull him, you're gonna just DFA him, right? You're not gonna keep him on the roster if he can't if he can't start with you. Um, I don't you know. I I, I think. It's going to go back to a little, how's the rest of the rotation doing? Urquidy's not not uh, so hot to start the season as well. Uh, Framber's got his his noted uh, control issues from start to start. Um, I don't know. I I think the Astros are going to just they they gotta they gotta give him a few more starts and hopefully Odorizzi can at least get through the lineup twice and, and keep the Astros within striking distance. But last night. The Astros didn't even get a swing in at, at the plate, and they were down uh, six nothing thanks to Jake. So, I I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Let's <laughs> let, let, let's hope let's hope he he just needs to be passable, and then let's see what happens when McCullers comes back. But right now, it's it's definitely not getting the job done. Well, I was going to say on Javier, I too agree with you. You like him where he is, but I mean, what good is the guy? You know, going into a game down six to nothing, you're going to win maybe one of those games a year out of, you know, four, five, six, seven. And maybe that one game makes a difference, but it seems like a huge waste to me. Brian Dunleavy, your take on Jake Odorizzi and the starting rotation as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I think I think 
at this moment, I'm a I'm a Dusty Baker uh, defender here. I think uh, I think we give him the Dusty Baker day off. Give him a <laughs> give him a break. His next start and say, hey, you know, you need a you need to rest and give Christian Javier a, a shot for for you know, at least one start. You know, maybe he gets a little a recharge and and comes back in a different mindset after having a, a you know basically two weeks off at that point. So, uh, but I, I'd like to see that happen. I don't, I, it would be one thing if, if Oda Rizzi was amazing to close out the season last year. And, and then this year's just kind of a little couple bumps to start out the season, but uh, he wasn't turning any heads, you know, last year in September, you know, October either. Uh, he didn't even get a chance in the, in the playoffs because they didn't have any faith in him. So uh, I'm not sure how, how much more faith they can have. And I'm, and I'm, I'll go back to our earlier saying uh, that I don't believe anything the Astros said. I think this, uh, uh, this either today or yesterday, Dusty Baker said he's, he's sticking with Oda Rizzi. He has, you know, he has all the confidence in the world in him. To me, that sounds, you know, great, but if I'm not going to believe him, that to me sounds like he might get a little, uh, you know, maybe one more shot and then he's out. Um, But, you know, that time will tell. Um, and, and with the other guys, I, I, we talked about this a while back too. All of our, all of our starters, except for JV right now are all young guys, you know, and Oda Rizzi, but he's, you know, 90 array. So, uh, can't even make it through five. At least the other guys are young and you're, they're going to go up and down and up and down and you got to expect that from them. So with that said, that's what they're doing right now. They're, they're going up and down They're There's, they're not going to be as consistent as, as a Verlander, because they haven't done it consistently ever. You know, this is their second or third uh, season as a starter, and they're they're trying to figure it out. And with the truncated spring training, I think that I think that has the most impact on pitchers more than anything. I don't I don't think you know they usually come you know pitchers and catchers report before everybody else normally. Now this year, everybody would kind of report at the same time, so I think they're behind. Um, and the young guys are suffering as a result. Uh, JV had the past year and a half, two years to, to get ready. So he, he wasn't impacted as much. And, and the last, the last part, you know, what I'll say with that is, you know, I think you look at, you look at everything and, and look at the starters. I'm not worried about the, the other guys yet. I think there's way too, way too early in the season to worry about any of the other guys, um, with, with how they're doing. But, the one thing that is a concern, and if this keeps happening, uh, you can quote me on it. The order of the of the rotation. We had Odorizzi facing Shohei Otani. That's never going to be a good matchup. Doesn't matter who you are. And we we started the season, and the and the rotation was all messed up, and people were like, "Oh, it's not a big deal. The rotation, you know, the order doesn't matter." Well. Last night it certainly did matter because, like like Matt said, we couldn't even get out of the first inning. We're down six six zero and and didn't even get a shot against one of the best pitchers that we're going to face in our division. So, um, you know, if you don't have your, if you don't have JV or McCullers or or Valdez going against Shohei Otani, I think that your your chances of winning that game are pretty slim. So, you know, not surprised. Uh, I hope that doesn't keep happening uh, this year, where you know guys like. Oda Rizzi and 
you know, I, you put Garcia and Arquiti in the same thing. If they're facing the number one or two starters on other teams, that's that's going to be a problem. I don't think we're going to win those those games um, or have the best shot of winning those games, rather. Um, it's going to be all on the offense. And as we've seen so far, the offense is, is not together. So uh, we need to we need to work on that, you know. But I think the young guys in the rotation, I think they're, they're just going to bounce up and down for the start of the season until they get into the groove. Okay. And guys, this is the part of the problem. I will. I, I wanted to make one note though, is like, I think, so the rotational issues, I think those are going to continue. I can, because I think they're going to be really, really cautious with Justin Verlander in particular. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've been counting days off, but he's been getting an extra day off between his two starts. And so he won't start again, I believe until Friday against the Jays. And so, uh, I think they're going to try to figure out a way. I, I mean, I, with Odorizzi pitching so poorly, I don't know how they can, but I think they're going to tr- probably try to find a way to stretch this to a six-man rotation and and try to figure out how they can keep Verlander and uh, giving him an extra day of rest. Just, yeah. So, and that's going to be tough to do when we lose two roster spots next month. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Got t- tough decisions yeah. there. And yeah, and I, I am, is doing this. He's done. Yeah, I'm, glad. I, I'm sorry, Matt. I am keeping track of the days off, and it looks like there were three guys that had six days off, uh, six days in between starts under Izzy Verlander and Urquidy because of the off days earlier in the season. At least that's what I thought it was. I thought, remember, they played – they had a Tuesday off or – they had a day off, played a two-game series with Colorado, then had another day off. So I think – I was thinking that's why it is, but – I don't know. Um, we'll see moving forward. But a great note, Christian, something to, to keep an eye on because that's my thing. If he can pitch five, five and a third, five and two thirds and keep him in the game, I'm good with that, right? But it's not a big deal maybe so much right now if he's pitching four innings and Garcia also. But when you get to July, you're going to wear your bullpen out when it really is 115 degrees outside. Okay, this is the part of the podcast where I say I was wrong. I know you all you guys been waiting for. Jose Siri has played very well in center field. There, I said it. Now, I'm never saying that again. Just joking. He's actually played really well. Um, you know, there's still the flair and the drama. Some people like that. Grandpa's like me. Don't think so much of a guy jumping, you know, eight feet from the fence when he could have just caught it. Every catch seems to be an adventure. But there's no doubt the guy has speed and style. Chaz McCormick has also played well. Yes, he dropped the fly ball. didn't make a difference in the game, but still, it wasn't pretty. But he's played well. Between the two of them, they're batting 300. Siri has a home run. Chaz does not. Chaz has got a couple of doubles. But they're batting over 300 as a pair. They're playing center field well. It's almost like. Jake Myers is not even missed. Right, guys? Right? Is that it? Kristen, what's your take on the center field position so far in, in 2022? I was definitely going to let you take your Chaz McCormick victory lap. Uh, you've, been, <laughs> you've been singing his praises for, for a while. But, I I mean, we talked about this earlier in the offseason. Uh, one of these guys is getting traded. I don't know who. I'd for, and I'm sure it's for uh, for a middle, uh, middle relief. But, uh <laughs> I have a strong idea. I know who it is. He's batting 345 right now. And so he's just kind of the odd man out. And I, and I don't know why exactly. We've, we've talked about this. There's no statistical reason why 
at least based on last season, why you would trade McCormick over over or take Jake over or uh, sorry, take Chaz over Jake. There we go. Um, but what I would say is that unfortunately, Chaz is only building his uh, trade uh, you know, his trade value, whereas Jake is, you know, not. And so we, I think that the organization is going to take a look and say, hey, well, we got this guy in theory that's as good as Chaz McCormick and maybe a little bit better in certain metrics, maybe not, who knows. But uh, let's just trade the one that can bring us the most value. And I unfortunately think that's going to be Chaz. I think Jose Siri, I think the organization feels, I think Dusty in particular seems to really enjoy him. <laughs> so I, I think he just really likes watching the guy play. That's the feeling that I get. And so uh, I think the team likes having him around. I, I think he's just a, uh, a spark plug in, 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 in a lot of different ways. And so I, I don't foresee him going anywhere. But, yeah, it's pretty awesome to see to see these two competing. And clearly they both want to stay on the field. Yeah, I think I think you're right um, in all aspects. And I don't say that often, Christian, especially uh, when you're talking about my, my guy, Chaz McCormick. Um, he can play multiple positions, and that's my argument for keeping him on the team. Series played nothing but center field this year. I think he played. Uh, some other position, uh, left or right last year. I don't remember which one. But Chaz can play all three outfield positions, pinch hit, pinch run. I don't see Siri doing that, but your point is a good one. That may make Chaz more valuable for the Miami Marlins or some team that has a nice pitcher that can replace Jay Coderizzi. Matt Kunkel, what's your take on the center field position so far in 22? Yeah, Marty, I, I saw you uh, You tweeted out uh, a baseball savant uh, snippet of Chaz McCormick. I'm like, man, that's going to look really good when he's playing center field for the Reds in, in July. Um, no, I, I, this has been the bright spot for the Astros, just the, the healthy competition between those two uh, while Jake Myers is out. And, you know, it seems like we're going to need some pitching in a few months. And... <laughs> It, you know, both those guys have shown that they can play significant time. They could be starting uh, outfielders for sure with Chaz McCormick, um, and Jose, as, and Jose as well. So I, I think it's, I think that's just how it's going to lay out. I, I hope they continue with this. I hope the Ast- I mean, I know the Astros want Chaz to keep hitting three fifty. Um, you know, let's 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 see how it goes. I'm. I'm curious now. I haven't heard anything on Jake Myers as of yet. I, I know they're saying he was close. Now I haven't heard anything now, now that these guys are raking at the bottom of the lineup. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I, whatever the Astros say, Brian's not going to believe him. But I will <laughs> say this. I also tweeted out Jose Siri's uh, baseball savant too. So why why did you not mention him getting traded? Because <laughs> You're biased against my guy, Chad. I, I, I am a little bit, yes. Yes. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am surprised at, at series impact. I'll, I'll say that. I, I thought um, I thought last year would be an outlier. I think he's he's in that same Chaz McCormick class. I think he's going to be a – he's a starting outfielder on some team. I don't think it's this, this team. 
But right. uh, you know, I, th- I think the Astros will land on one, and we we all know who Dusty likes between the two. Yes, so, yes. We'll uh, we it's it's a it's a weird dynamic, right? Because I think Chaz is more valuable not only to the Astros, but as you, as Christian pointed out, and I think all of us have pointed out one time or another, he's more valuable to other teams also, right? Um, mm-hmm. Some team head down the playoff stretch that maybe has one too many pitchers or a young guy in AAA or whatever that the Astros need or want. And you've got a guy that can play all three outfield positions here. And he's kind of, he's kind of extra on our team, right? He's kind of extra on the Astros. Um, Siri has really surprised me. Um, Like I said, for, for me, for the grandpa generation, we just want a guy to catch a fly ball. We don't need uh, tumbles and, you know, gymnastics out there um, for routine fly balls. But, um, that's just the way it is, and we know Dusty likes him. I think Christian had a good point. It's probably more than Dusty. It's probably the organization likes Jose Siri. Brian Dunleavy, you get the final word on center field so far in 2022. Uh, I think everybody's spot on. I think they're both playing well. Um, I'm with you, uh, Marty, on, on, on Siri's antics. I'm not a fan. That, uh, that catch in center field we were talking about <laughs> right after it happened, he slowed down. I, I think because he had no idea where the wall was and jumped because again, he had no idea where the wall was when he was, he just got onto the track. So that ball, you know, it was in, it was in a little, little punch out section back there in, in uh, left center. But you know, if he, if he had taken his reps and, and taken his time out in center field and, and figured out where the wall is, which a lot of guys do, um, you know, at away parks, uh, I'm sure he's had plenty of opportunities to do it at home. Uh, he would have known that, Hey, I'm I'm just getting onto the tracks, you know. Just now, I can take one more step and catch this ball without even trying to jump. But, anyways, uh, aside from that, they're they're hitting well. I mean, I think they're they're uh, they're both uh, you know productive more than more than I would think too with Siri. I mean, I think Siri's uh, swing is uh, is less uh, adept for. His current average, I think he's he's more of a uh, you know tries to be a power hitter than anything, and I don't think you know I think he's he's playing above his weight, which is great. I you know I hope he keeps it up. Uh, I think Dusty Baker will definitely keep him. He's the guy that fits the mold that Dusty Baker likes as a center fielder. He's fast, you know he he hits the ball and uh, and he and he likes that kind of more old school approach to center field rather than the more modern approach with even a Jake Myers who might not even get a as much of a chance coming back as Jose Siri. He might have to split with Jose Siri, um, just like Chaz is doing now. Chaz is definitely out. He's going to be traded. I don't. I, I have no doubt about that. Uh, whoever the lucky team is that gets him, I hope we get something good in return. The question being, though, for that return that we're going to get is, I think we need. I think we need two things potentially, depending on how the season goes. We might need a, a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher, and so. Um, you're really you're really gonna have to to sell hard or 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 maybe trade multiple players. Maybe maybe they package Chaz and Odo together for you know uh, a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher. Who knows? You know that could be that could be the case. Well, if if they need to get more than one player for Chaz, Chaz just needs to play more, right? I mean, play him all the time, <laughs> <laughs> rack up yeah. the statistics or whatever. And I'll say this: that catch. I don't know if you guys heard it on the broadcast. That catch was uh, 99% 99% catch. It was a very easy catch. It was. He made look 
very hard. And Blummer and TK were amazed that it was such a high catch probability because apparently they didn't see what Brian and I saw. Anyway. Well, that, and, and let me just say, last last but not least, and I'll get in my, my weekly dig here, but uh, I think the biggest issue that we have for the Astros, uh, you know, I, and I don't have that much faith in James Click yet, but the biggest issue we have is Dusty Baker because he's on a he's on a year to year kind of contract you know deal and if he's making decisions that impact the future of the Astros not just this season or next season but you know 5 and 10 years down the line if he's trading guys to fit his mold and he's not even going to be there in one or two years I think that's a problem and I think you know I'd rather see them have a longer term solution at at the managerial position so that we can build for that that vision um, rather than just going for the short-term mold for, for him. Maybe that's our starter for next week. From Seattle, Washington, it's Christian Espinosa. From the parking lot at the gym, it's Brian Dunleavy. And from the golf course, you can't see him, but it's Matt Kunkel. Uncle Kunkel. I just sunk a birdie, baby. Okay. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. The first birdie on the podcast. All right, guys, thanks, and uh, appreciate it. Episode 11 is Uh, excuse me episode 12 is in the books i appreciate everyone's time and we'll talk again soon thanks for listening to this episode of juice box junkies please subscribe rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and join us for the next episode of juice box junkies